Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Natalina. It is such an honor, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. This podcast is here for you to help you on your journey to becoming your best self. It's a continuous journey and one that we have to take every single day. Through speaking with experts, authors, and amazing people from around the world, we are here to share a message with you. We bring you empowerment, inspiration, and strategies that you can instantly implement in your everyday life in all aspects of your life. See, that's the point here of Rise Up For You. Our focus is to work and help develop the whole human being. So we focus on relationships, money, self-worth, career, love, and health and fitness. The happiest people in the world, the happiest countries in the world, take the time to nurture those six pillars. Before we jump into our episode today, for those of you that are in California, I do want to let you know that we have our first event of 2019 here in Southern California, in Irvine specifically. So those of you that are local or that are nearby or in town, head over to riseofyou.com, check out that event. We are going to be focusing on how to get financially fit in this new year of 2019. We have two incredible speakers that are going to be talking with you about money, financial freedom, Freedom, credit versus debt, and ways that you can get to the next level financially and in the money pillar. So back to our episode. Today, we're going to be speaking with Paula Grooms. I'm going to let her tell you about herself, but I, I just want to preface and let you know that this episode was so incredible and so juicy, I guess is the right word, that I asked her to come back to do a part two. So we actually have two episodes by Paula Groom, and here is the first one. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Paula, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you. I'm honored to be here with you. Uh, speaking to such an amazing and accomplished woman. Oh, thank you. Sending a message of empowerment. Yeah. Thank you so much. All aspects of their complex lives. It's, it's an honor. Thank you very much. I always like to start off the episode by letting our audience get to know our guest. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and all the great work that you're doing now so that our audience can get to know you. Sure. Well, now I'm a dating and relationship coach. I'm a licensed social worker and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Oh, okay. This is going to be a fun conversation. (laughs) So tell us, right? Yeah, I know. So tell us a little bit, um, how this journey, we, you know, we always like to talk about the journey and and ask how you got into the field that you're in and, you know, what sparked the interest in the love world and talking about relationships and, and how men are attracted to women. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because, excuse me, um, it's not like I had an aha moment. It's more like a flood of all my years, um, certainly um, personally with men and then professionally, kind of coming together in a way uh, for which I have no, no explanation other than it was divine intervention for the strategies and um, 
series that I created in my book that that women on the reviews are saying are, are mind-blowing for them. So it's just very exciting that I feel like I am the um, I'm the conduit or portal for women to kind of um, get things um, that are so confusing with men in a way that brings it really into a, a place where they can relate to how um, differently a man feels in a relationship than a woman feels. So there wasn't any like specific time or, or moment that just that had you go into that feeling of love and, and men and women just kind of happened naturally for you? Yeah, it really did. And probably, as I say in my book, um, I've had all manner of um, all manner of experiences as a single woman, uh, a married woman, um, everything in between. Um, if you know the old series of Sex in the City, I there's every single uh, man probably on there. You know, uh, I've had a, a some kind of experience with. And just, so probably professional, uh, certainly personally, that's how that occurred. And then professionally being in, you know, I'm a licensed social worker, so I have done a lot of, you know, um, certainly supportive counseling around um, people's relationships. So via my work, that also kind of came into play. So it all kind of came together. Beautiful. I love that. Well, I'm really excited to talk with you today because... I think that this is um, something that we as women talk about a lot, you know, if definitely if we're still mm-hmm. single, you know, how do we find a man that's willing to commit? You know, I can't find anybody that's willing yeah. to stay or, you know, they just jump ship. So I know you have this great topic where you talk about, you know, how we can figure out when a man is ready, how we could figure out when he is, you know, willing to settle down. So I'd really just love to yeah. hand over the wand to you and talk to us a little bit. And then from there, I can kind of ask a couple questions as a single woman myself. yes absolutely for sure yes you know um i i have to say my consumer versus buyer relationship theory uh, resonates um for so many women who are out there dating and or in a relationship with someone who they feel is is just not they're not getting to that commitment they'd like and this is really this is the crux and part and parcel of the differences between the way men and women love commit and bond and it's very very different for women than it is for men for example when a woman loves she and she spends time with a man um, and has a physical relationship with him. She is bonded. That's just a natural, uh, normal thing that happens for most women. And again, I always uh, make the caveat that in these discussions, I'm speaking about women in gross generalizations. Right. You know, I'm speaking about men and women because we're all on a, a spectrum of experiences and being both, having both male and female qualities. Right. Uh, so what... What I mean by the, um, the differences is that one of my uh, main uh, premises in my book is that women love through knowing and men love through wondering. And this is a very, very important thing for women to understand. It is why they feel that they're men distance 
or um, that they need to pursue in order to, to feel love. And this is the case. Because they must be wondering to be in an act of loving. And that can be all manner of uh, very significant ways or very even very small and seemingly insignificant ways. For example, as simple and as insignificant as it seems, just waiting for a woman's response in a text. That can leave him wondering why she isn't responding quickly, what she's doing, where she is. All these things of wondering make a man fall in love and stay in love. At what point does that kind of diffuse, though? I mean, when, when the ring is on the finger, does that ever go away? or? Well, this is the, the thing. I call it being the mechanic of a relationship. And what I mean by that is that if, a, if we take a car and make it the metaphorical relationship, women um, just want to get into a car. It looks good. It runs well. It's comfortable. We turn the key. We, we drive it. And all we need to do is put gas in it and you know, check the oil every 3,000 miles. But for the most part, we just... We just don't even care how it runs. We just need it to. And for, for a man, he likes to get under the car, a real car, and he likes to figure out how it works. It's enjoyable to him to know about different engines and how the fuel injector goes into the engine and so on and so forth. And if they could, they'll get under the car and get all greasy and cold on the cement floor to figure out how it works. And that's enjoyable to them. If we as women had to go out there on the, on the cold cement floor and get all greasy and spend hours with him underneath that car, with him showing us how it works, we would hate it. Mm. We would then begin to hate the car. And this is how men are with relationships. They just want to get in a car that looks good, runs well, is comfortable, and just put gas in it and change the oil of the relationship every 3,000 miles, so to speak. But they don't want to know how it works. They don't want to get in there and pull it apart and look under the hood of the relationship and talk about it for hours and figure out the issues and to make it work. If that happens, they start to hate the car. They don't hate the woman. They don't dislike the woman. They start to dislike being in their relationship. Mm. And so it's up to us to be the mechanic, just like we take the car into a mechanic. And we, we don't need to know how it works. We just say, fix it. He tells us what's wrong in a, in a brief sentence, and we fix it. Then we just fix it. And we need to do that for the men. We cannot be in the discussion of it. We need to be the mechanic and know how to navigate those things with him in a way that doesn't make him feel like he's put under the metaphorical car figuring out how the relationship works. Hmm. So, you know, you talk a lot about commitment and you talk about the, you have these five tips that you talk about. One of them being that, 
you know, as a woman, we view commitment as a natural, you know, growth of love and men, they see it as a responsibility. So how do we navigate through that? Yes. Because we, when we fall in love, right, we are just committed. They are not. So they can love us. And here we get into the consumer versus buyer relationship. And what I mean by that is men live in two states of being. They are either a consumer or a buyer. This is that goes back to that old adage. I don't know if you're old enough to know this adage, but it's an old one. And it is women marry when, when they meet the right man. Men marry when it's the right time. And what that means is a man must be in a state of being ready, willing, and able to commit according to a set of criteria that I outline in the book. And that set of criteria is being a buyer. And so things, for example, he must be in a state in his career uh, where he is financially able to take on a rela- uh, the responsibility, excuse me, of a rela- relationship because he sees commitment as a responsibility that he must take on. And once he does take that on, it's statistically not very probable that he will be the one to let the relationship go. 80% of divorces are brought to, to the courts by women. Say that one more time. Men. 80% of relationships are what? 80% of divorces uh-huh. are brought to the courts by women. This means women are the ones who generally want out of a relationship in terms of marriage. And that is because men, I put it very simply, so women kind of get it, men don't leave their team. And what I mean by that is that it's called my fourth supposition. That when a man joins a team, and he gets his mitt, and he gets his jersey, and the coach has taken him on, and he's become part of the team, he doesn't just leave it because he doesn't feel like going to the practice or playing, or he just no longer feels like it. He would be a negative word for a female body part if he did that. And so men, good men, don't leave their team. And when a man takes on a responsibility, whether it's to a team and his teammates or to a wife and the family, he generally, statistically, does not walk out on that team just because he feels like it. He may cheat, and that's another whole topic what I get into in the book, about why that men can cheat in a marriage, but they don't leave it. It's normally the wife that says, hey, you're cheating or you're emotionally checked out, so I want out. Hmm. That's very interesting. I I definitely thought that it would have been the other way around, that um, just... In my personal experience, I've known it to be the opposite, you know, just with people that are around me and, and what I've seen that it feels like usually the man is the one that's ready to leave or that they found interest somewhere else. Well, that's, that's the case is that normally they've gone and strayed and uh, that's when the wife steps in and says, you know, uh-uh. And so the marriage is dissolved. 
because normally the wife will not um, stay with a man who's cheated. Um, but when, when, when we understand the, the reason why they have cheated, and it's generally because we need to be that mechanic. Because remember I said about um, if we are not the mechanic of the relationship and the man has to get under the car with us all the time, and figure it out and, and work on it in a way that makes him feel uh, not very capable or not pleasing us or something like that, he will want to get a new car rather than work on the old car because it's too much work. Just like we will opt out when a car keeps breaking down for us. We don't know what's wrong with it. We just want to get out and get a new one. So, okay, so this is a really great question, but or a, a great point. But so then, how do we fix the car without you know chasing it away? Right, and that's what I work on in my coaching programs because it is a it is a it's not like we get married and that and that's a very difficult thing even in itself getting a relationship to the point of marriage, yet men do best in marriage because they've decided to take on a responsibility of commitment. And here's another of my uh, gender gaps for you is that um, women live by their feelings, men live by their decisions. And so it is very important that the man decides he's going to take on the responsibility of commitment because then he will live up to it. For men, from the time they're children, their whole being as a male is attached to one main thing, and that is not being female. That's what they're about in their psyches. Hmm. It's always about not being a woman, not being a girl, not being a negative word for a, a girl. You know, it's, it's, it's in our society that's put into them, but it also comes from a biological thing for them that is in them. Just like we, our biology attaches us to men when we've had sex with them. Right. It's a natural, normal thing to occur. Mm. Wow. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did. Yet. It's <laughs> just so interesting. It's, it's really interesting. Paula, thanks for, for joining us today. It's really been, I mean, I could have you back on and, and I would like to have you back on so we could do a little bit more of a deep dive, but right now I'd love to jump into the, right now I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview and ask you what's one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us. Well, I think because, you know, there's just so many, my goodness, but um, for me, because it kind of changed my life and set me on a course of what I'm doing and certainly um, my own personal um, relationships with men and set me on the right courses, that would be The Rules or Not Your Mother's Rules by um, Ellen Fine and Sherry Schneider. And they, um, I'm a coach for them, a rules coach, and I, um, I, they also wrote the foreword to my book. Mm, I love that. 
And, you know, what uh, we always like to ask here, what is one non-negotiable in your life? So basically one value that you constantly stick by. Um, you know, I'm thinking about that is such a great question. I think everybody needs to answer that for themselves. For mine, it's respect. And anyone in my life, particularly men, need to show respect um, constantly. And that is just a, a non-negotiable. Mm. And, and um, we always like to ask that if you could leave the world with one final message, we call it our golden nugget. What would your golden nugget be? For me, I guess it would be leaving women with the understanding of how men love, how they commit, and how they bond. And and that's, we didn't get into one of the main principles in my book that explains that. And maybe next time we can talk about that. Because with that, women can really, they can really get what they want in a personal love relationship. Okay, we'll definitely have to, we're going to have to do a part two of this sooner than later because I I would love to dive into that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always like to ask, you know, when you hear the phrase rise up for you, what initially comes to your mind? Um, I think it is, is to the rise up for me, you know, in my space, that is really, you've got to create the skills in a, in a male-female relationship of being the mechanic of the relationship. And that is multifaceted. It's, it's certainly easy once you get um, the strategies necessary for it. And it, it's easier than you think once you create what need, that car that needs to be running and then become the, the mechanic so your car runs for a lifetime. Mm. And thank you again so much for joining us, Paula. It's really been an honor and I'm excited to have you back so we could do a little bit more of a dive. You know, how do we stay connected to you right now? How do we support you, learn more about your book? Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, Well, I'm um, Coach Paula Grooms on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm at coachpaulagrooms.com and I'm also at whywonthecommit.com. Dot com, which my book is on um, all platforms, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any, any bookseller. Um, why won't he commit how a man decides to make you the one? And you can learn more about me there and also get to me through those platforms. Beautiful. Paula, again, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to speak with you and do part two. Yeah, me too. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow. Tomorrow.